We're beginning at the Mishnah. So, Misha Let's say a man married two women, and these were not at the same time. Again, continuing from the, like the last Mishnah, where we had four women not at the same time. He married two women not at the same time. So, that means that the first one he married has an earlier Sheba, like a Balchayv, women for the Ksubavadin of Balchayv, and the first woman he married is like a Balchayv Rishayim, and the second one is like a Balchayv Ma'achor, a later Balchayv. So Misha, Yenasui Beis Nashim, Umachor Esadehu, then he sells his field. Now, all the fields, while they're married, as we've discussed many times throughout the Masechta, that anything the Baal owns is any fields, Karka is, at least in those times, what was Meshubit for the Ksuba. So any field that the Baal owns during the marriage, from the time he married her, are not going to be Meshubit. If the husband sells them, so they're always subject to the wife when it's time for her to collect the Ksuba. If the husband doesn't have any B'nei Chirim, she would be able to go collect from any fields that he sold. So he sells his field. But here we're going to have a twist. The first lady, who functions as a Baal Chayv Rishayin, writes to the first, to the Lekech, saying, Din Bidvarm Ainli Imach. Dimidvarm is a lushan of saying that I'm not going to cause you any trouble. Essentially, I'm not going to take the field away from you. So then, what happens? So the second wife, the second wife now takes it away from the lekeach. Okay, so again, the husband dies, and now both women are aimed to get their ksuba. There's no land. Um, the only land that we have here to collect the Ksuba is a land that was sold to someone, Mishubadim, and the first lady had said she wasn't going to take it away. So we're going to skip the first lady because she can't take this land away, and it'll go to the second one. So the second lady can take it away from the Kuchim, somebody who purchased the land from the husband. Now, so here comes for fun. So the first lady says, one second, I, I come before you. So you're Meshubad to me, meaning I'm a Balchayv Rishan, you're a Balchayv Shani. So the second lady takes it away from the Lukuchin, Meshubadim, because the first lady had signed off her rights to take it away. And the first lady can now take it away from the second lady. And then the Lekeach can take it away from the Rishana, because he said, which we're going to have to understand. And we're going to speak some things out on the Mishnah just to gain some understanding of what's going on here. The Chazer is Chalila. So essentially, you have a circle, a continuous loop. They're basically stuck in this continuous loop where the first lady can't get it from the Lekeach, the second lady takes it from the Lekeach, the first lady takes it away from the second lady, and then the Lekeach can go take it away from the first lady. And they just continues and going, 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 going. So they basically have to sit down around the table and say, look, we have this problem, and the, this field is just going to circle between the three of us forever unless we settle it. Which we'll have to understand later at the very end of the parak what the what, what we're talking about when we say But for the meantime, let's just try to unpack this and understand this just a, a little bit of what's going on. So there's a couple of things to just discuss, which is one one issue I just want to highlight before we start is just as recently as the last half, and we've had this concept a few times of balchayv ma'ucher. And the Gemara didn't want to tether itself. Balchayv ma'ucher shekadim ve'gava. And we said maybe it's a machlekes. We said lo'elam balchayv ma'ucher shekava lo'egava. Right? So that means that what happens if the, the second balchayv jumps in front of the first balchayv and grabs something that was meshubed for, for the loan. 
So does he keep it or not? And we said that that's a machlekes, right? That was a shiloh. We, we, didn't, we didn't have clarity on that answer. So what's going on over here? It sounds like what happened over here. The second lady jumped in front of the first lady, and the first lady can be gabat from her, could take it away from her. So we see we do take away from a machlekes machlekes. So the Rishonim addressed this. So one answer is the Rosh says, yeah, Taka, that, the, that we're going with, we see from this Mishnah that Balchad Ma'achar, Mashagava, Mashagava, Laigava, whatever she got, we're not going to take away from her. She gets to keep it. So that's one way in the Rishonim. However, there's a couple other novel approaches if you don't want to be committed to a Balchad Ma'achar that collects. So what's going on over here? So the Ravid says that in this situation, the Baal made this specific field that he sold and apoitiki. We discussed the idea of apoitiki, it's a stronger Sheba. He's basically saying apoitiki, this is where you're going to collect from, and therefore she has more rights to this field. So even though in a normal situation, maybe you would say that mashagava, mashagava gava, that a balchev sheni, she could keep it, and she wouldn't have to give it back to an earlier balchev. Over here, since this field is an apoitiki, she would have to give it back. So that's the second approach. And a third approach is that when do we say balchev mo'ocher, possibly? That mashagava, mashagava, gava, right? That whatever she took, we're going to take away from her, or if we're going to let her keep it. Either way, when are we going to say that? That's only if the second balchayv went to Bezdin, collect it. Now it's a question: Can the first balchayv take it away from her? But over here, what actually happened is, and this is the Ramban says, what happened was they all went to court together. They came to court at the same time. So it wasn't like the Balchev Shani collected and the Balchev Rishon found out afterwards. Over here, the second lady went to go get it, and the first lady was with her. So it wasn't like she was really jumping in front. She was aware of it the entire time. Over here, the first lady was just a little bit powerless because she had this Din Vidvarm, which we still need to understand what is this Din Vidvarm. Okay? So, um, therefore... And the Gemara is going to address what the Dimidvarm is. But, and therefore, over here, since they came together, so the first lady can essentially just use the second lady to be goivad. It's not like a standard balchev mo'ocher, later balchev that jumps in front. So those are the three different mahalchev and how to just understand basic understanding. But there's really something else that's very strange. And the Achreinim kind of speak this out, just to understand. Again, balchev, we have something very strange over here. Balchev region is able to take it away from balchev sheni, essentially from the second lady, but then the Lekeach could take it away from the Balchayv Rishan. So normally we say, okay, well, if the, if the Balchayv Rishan has a Shibud, that gives her the ability to take it away from the Shani. However, we understand that it's working. But now the problem is, if she gave that away to the Lekeach, so whatever her ability to collect was, she said, Din Vidvarm on the Lekeach. So how do we go ahead and allow her to take it away from the Shani? Didn't she... Din Vidarm, and as the Gemara is going to explain, Din Vidarm, this has to be a real Kenyan, because she has to give it away. So she actually really gave it away to the Lekeach. So if she gave her Kayach, her ability, to her Shibud, essentially, that would also ostensibly be her Shibud that gives her the ability to be Tarif, to collect. So if she sold that to the Lekeach region, Din Vidarm, like the Gemara is going to say shortly, then how could she then still have a, a Kayach Hashiba to take it away from the second lady? On the one hand, she sold it so we could take it away from her. On the other hand, she has the ability to take it away from somebody else. So the way that I'm going to explain this is, an approach is, that there's two different things going on here. We normally associate the two. We say that a person who is in first position has a shibud, has a lien, and therefore they can take it away from the lekuches. But really those are two separate things, the shibud and the ability to be tired from the lekuches, and it's what they call a schus terfa. So over here, what the lady sold to the lekeach, 
the person who bought the fields from the Baal, was a schus tirfa, was the ability to go ahead and collect. Therefore, the Lekech can collect it from her. So, that's, she sold that to Lekech. Lekech collected from her because the schus tirfa goes to Lekech, the person who bought it. That's what she did with this din vidvarim, plus, as the Gemara will say, with the Kenyan. However, she still has a shibud, and it's a separate thing. That It's not really one shibud that gives the ability to... Yes, it, it is what causes the ability to be tarif, but they now split into two things. There's a schus shibud. Sorry, there's a schus tirfa. There's a schus to take it away. Okay, that she sold to Lekef. Therefore, the Lekef will actually use that, because she sold it to her, use it to take it away from her, the Lekef Rishon. But the Lekef, the, the Lekef Rishon, or here, what we call the First Lady, functions as Lekef Rishon. Uh, I'm sorry, the Balchev Rishon, the First Lady, um, the one in first position, she still has a Shibud. Okay, and that Shibud is what allows her to take it away from the Second Lady. Okay, so again, just to put this all together, we're creating a continuous loop over here. Okay, so again, now just to, with what we understand now, so just put this together. So again, the, the man was married to two women, which is just basically rereading the Mishnah. Mishnah Yenasi Beis Hashem, man married to two women, and He now, he sold his field, and the Kasfar Rishayin Lekeach, the first one gave this Chos Tiruf to Lekeach, Al Yudei Adin Vedarm, which again, we'll have to understand that it has to be some sort of Kenyan over here. Then Hashniya Maitzi May. Okay, because that's the second one. The the second lady's ksuba is also the the Balin's stuff assets are also mishuba to the second lady's ksuba, just like they were to the first. Just just the second lady's a little bit behind the first lady, so the second lady can take it away from the lekach because she didn't sign off anything. And then the um the first lady can take it away from the second lady because she had a shibud, which is now different than the schus tirfa that she sold. To, to Lekech. So the first lady, as a Baal Chavrishan, has a Shibud to take it away from the Shnia. And then Baha Lekech, specific Zchus Tirfa, which is something that a Lekech has, something that Shaykh specifically told Lekech, Lekech min Rishayna. And then Lekech, because she got that Zchus Tirfa, the Lekech got that Zchus Tirfa from the first lady. So now she can actually use that on her to take it away from her. So that is the Vechazeres Khalila, and then therefore they have to make a Pshara. So the Gemara now wants to address, like we said, what is this din vidvarm? How does a din vidvarm help? And we've had this exact shayla before. It's not an effective way to give something away. Din vidvarm ain't the asad zoo. Right? So let's say a man, let's see, a two shutim, and a man says to his shutif, din vidvarm ain't the asad zoo. Essentially trying to give his partner his piece of land. He says, I have no business with it. I'm removing my bylaws of it. It's not considered a giving over matana. So what's going on? So what's going on? How how is how did she give as and as Chayim uh, explained it? How did she give the schus tirfa to the lekeach? That is not an effective way to give something. So the Gemara says, remember over there what we had to say was what we were talking about that it was coming to her during Arison and she was going to use it. You could use a din bedram to block it, okay? And that's how we said that you can do it. So over here, what are we going to answer? This is obviously she's obviously married. So. Right, that's what we're talking about. If you look, Misha Yenasi Beis Nashim, she's already married, and then the husband sold it. So we can't use the answer we tried to answer there. So how is the woman giving something over to Dimitron? So the Gemara says, Right there, if you remember, we were talking about where the husband made a neder, a Dimitron only alayich. So we have to answer that as while she was in Arusa, that he's able to block a schus that would have come to him midrabana, not midaraisa. 
But over here, again, she's giving something away once she's married. She's giving these chos tirfa. She's selling, essentially, this chos tirfa to the Rekeach to give the ability for the Rekeach to collect it back from her. So how does it work? So the Gemara says, He bought it from her, meaning that it wasn't just the husband sold it and she said, Din but she also sold it. She also made a Kenyan. So she, the husband sold it, and she signed off on the sale as if I'm selling it to you as well. And therefore, that is, that's, that's a proper mechira. Okay, it's not a real dim dvarm over here, but it's an actual kinyan. So the Gemara now has a separate problem. Anytime a woman sells something, the chikonimiyad, my hava, how, how does this help? Tema, can't she come back later and say, you know what? Eh, the whole thing's just a joke. I did it just to appease my husband. So, and the a woman has the right to say that. So how could you go ahead and say, how could you go ahead and say that? How could you go ahead and say that the, we're gonna, that the woman, went, that she made the Kenyan while they were married, she could just say, Don't we see, don't we learn that a Mishnah and Git, and it says, If you buy from a man, and then you buy the property, so you buy property from the man, and then you buy it from the woman, meaning you get sign, you get the woman to sign off on it. The, the sale is going to be bottle. Why? Because she has the ability to say that I only did it, I never really intended to sell it, I only did it as an achasrach, right, to appease my husband to, 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 to make shalom bias. Okay, so therefore, again, when she signed off here with a din vidvarim and a kinyan, how are we saying that that kinyan is effective to restrict her or to really allow the lekeach to restrict her from taking it away from the Lekeach, and moreover, to have the Lekeach come and take it away from her if she's terrified from the Shani. You know what? This idea of Nachas Ruach, Asisi Labali, is a Machlekes Tanaim. Harameir, Harab Yehuda. Is Rameir Shita Rabi Yehuda? Shita Ditanu, Lina Baisa. Kasav Rishain, Velay Chasma. So let's say the husband, now pay attention carefully to the words of the Baisa, because it's going to be, it's going to be um, very specific later. We're going to, um, Kind of, uh, we're going to ask on this, and we're going to have an alternate way of understanding this. Kasav Larishain, Velay Chasma. So the, hus- the husband now sells a field. Again, all the fields essentially are Mishubid to his wife's Ksuba. So he now goes ahead and sells a field. Velay Chasma, she refuses to sign off on the sale. Okay, Lashani. Then he sells a field to a second guy, the Chasma, and she signs off on that one. So we see, Remeir holds, that we see in the case where the second Lekeach, the second, a second person went to go buy a field from the husband, she signed off on it, she loses her Ksuba, that's what Remeir says, she loses her Ksuba because she signed off on it, and she is not able to say, like we said, our Mishnah, where we're saying, you can't say, would be like Remeir, we see that you can't say it, and the other Mishnah in Gittin would be like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Atem malachem alai. Okay, that she, that, uh, uh, that's Rabbi Yehuda, she did that a woman has the ability to say, Now the problem is that, and the Gemara is going to ask this right now, that our Mishnah said, we said, so we're trying to say our Mishnah is a mayor, that there's no such thing as nachas ruach. A woman cannot tie in a It's not going to be effective to be, to make whatever she did bottle. And we had a mission in Gittim where we see clearly that a woman could say it. And we said that the mish, our Mishnah is Rameir and the Mishnah in Gittim is Rabbi Huda. The problem is that our Mishnah here and the Mishnah in Gittim are both Stam Mishnayis. Now it's Shver, 
Would our Mishnah be like Remeir as a Stam Mishnah and then in Gittin and for, in Baba Basra as well? But in, you know, we'll call it the Mishnah in Gittin, the Stam like Rabbi Yehuda. So I'm Rav Papa, and Rav Papa says, you know what? Big Rusha, the Divriakal. Really? Really? Everybody normally would hold it's a problem. You're right, it's nothing to do with the Machlekas Remeir, Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Rabbi held Stam. That we do have a problem. A woman can't find that. Except that Armish is talking about a woman who did it when she was already divorced. So the husband sold it, and a, his divorced wife signed off on it. Okay, and therefore, would not apply to a divorced woman, obviously. She is not no longer married, and therefore she wouldn't be doing things to appease her ex-husband. That's one answer. No. No. Really, both the Stam Mishnah and Gittin and our Mishnah is Remeir. And really what Remeir holds, normally Remeir holds, Nachas Ruach, Asisi, Labaili, is a legitimate taina, and it would be Mavatal, the sale. Except that if you, like I said, pay attention to the words of the Baisa, the Titania, the Adkan, like Remeir Hasam, when did Remeir say that in the Baisa, that she, that her Hasima, is Kayam, meaning that when she signed off on the sale, that it is signed, it is considered signed off, and she can no longer sign an Achashwarasis Labali, that is Vishnei Lakuchas. That's when the husband sold it to different people. Why? The Amrila, because we can say to her, look, ah, you're coming to sign an Achashwarasis Really? So then, why didn't you sign off on the first sale? The first time when the husband sold a piece of land, you refused to sign off on it. The second time you signed off on it, LMI, we see that the second one is a real signing off on. Because if it was really not Hasruch, you would have done it the first time. But when it comes to one like Kech, meaning the husband sold it the first time and she signs off on it, of course she can go ahead and taina Nachasruch Hasisilabaili. And therefore, you have to say that our Mishnah, where the woman signed off and we're saying that it is effective to not allow her to, number one, collect from the Lekech, and number two, for the Lekech to come back and take it away from her. If she takes it from the second person, you have to say our Mishnah, to Kosov Le'ach But our Mishnah is talking about, again, like the case of the Brisa, where a mayor said she can't tie down Achas because our Mishnah is also talking about a case where it was not the first piece of land the husband sold. It was, it was, and on the first piece of land, she refused to sign up. On the first piece of land, she refused to sign off on it. Okay, and therefore we see that it's not Nachas Ruach, because from the fact that she refused the husband on the first one, that must be she is not interested in appeasing the husband. Okay, so what it comes out here, according to this answer, is that Rabbi Yehuda now holds that even if she signs off on the first piece of land, I'm sorry, even if she refuses to sign off on the first piece of land, and she signs off on the second one, she can still tie in Achas Ruach, Asisi. Even though she refused the husband once, it's not necessarily indicative that she's always going to refuse the husband. And that's the way to explain, that would be a, a way to explain the Machlekes or Rameyer and Rabbi Yehuda. But either way, Rameyer, the way, in this answer, the way Rameyer holds, Rameyer holds that in a normal situation, the woman could tie in Achas Ruach, Asisi. The Bible, and then you have to make it a kimta that our Mishra's talking about a specific case where the husband sold multiple pieces of land and she refused to sign off on the first sale. Okay. Tanhasim. So let's let's bring in a Mishnah and discuss it based on our topic. Tanhasim. Mishnah says, Ain nefram In general, this is a general rule. Baal Chayv, okay, Baal Chayv normally collects from Bainanis, as we've discussed before. So that, let's say there are um, Mishubah, you, let's say the, the 
Loiba has Nechasim B'nei Chayrim, meaning unencumbered, right? They're just owned by the, uh, the, the, the Loiba, or again, if we're talking about Exubus Isha, the Baal, the Baal's estate. Okay, so you can't go ahead and be tariff from the Kuchin. You can't take it away from people who bought it if there's available lands to collect. From Bafilahin Zituris, even though, let's say, a Baal Chayv normally gets Bainanis, so even if all that's left is Ziburis, so that's the general rule. That we're not going to that we're not going to allow again it's going to create it's going to create all sorts of problems with every sale. We're not going to allow the person who has the Sheba to collect from the Chasim Mishubadim, meaning from the Kuchin, if there's available land. Now just one thing the Ritva says here is that it also it, it could be somewhat subjective, meaning let's say the woman's fields were uh, I'm sorry. Let's say the Leva's fields that were Bnei were far, far away, Medina Sayam. So then we weren't, and, and he does have Nechasim Mishabadim that are here. So then we can say, you know, that maybe that there will be an exception to this rule, okay? Because when he when he lent, when the Malva lent the money, he wasn't having in mind lands that are thousands of miles miles away. He wanted the ability to collect, ability to collect. So he had these things in mind. Okay, so there could be some. Some exceptions, but in general, that's the general rule. Can't collect from Lukuchin if there's lands, the Leva has lands available, you can't collect from lands that he already previously sold. Now, what happens if when the, again, a lot of what we look at this is timing, right? And this is concept of in general, the way we would look at it is that the Lekeach, if you try to go to the Lekeach, and there's B'nei Chayrin, the Lekeach basically says, look, when I bought land from the Leva, he had other B'nei Chayrin. He, I left you somewhere to collect from, so don't come to me. Go collect from there. And that's the general idea. But over here, so what happened? The Leva left B'nei Chayrin, and then something happened. The land got destroyed. The flood came. Okay, it ruined the land, essentially. So now, the question is, what <clears throat> can the Malve go ahead and collect from the Mishabadim? And the way the Akronim explained this is based on two Tzadim and the Rishayim. That there's two different ways explain the Halacha of one way to look at it is that there's never a shibud on the Mishabadim at all. Meaning the Malva makes the loan, he makes the loan, and at the time he makes the loan, there's a bunch of land. When the Lekeach buys a piece of land from the Leva, if he leaves over something for the Malva to collect from, so there's no longer a shibud on these lands the Leva took, in which case, that's one way in the Rishonim explaining it, in which, in which case, if B'nei Chorma later is Shtadef, so it's not going to help the Malva, because as, when those lands were bought from the Leva, they were bought Sheba free, because the Leva said, that he left the Malva a place to collect from. And therefore, even if it's Ishtadef, B'nei Chorim, it wouldn't help in regards to collecting. The other way, the other side to look at it, and the other side of the Shiloh is, that really there is a Sheba on not only the Nechassim B'nei Chirin, but also the, also the Mishabadim, that when the Lekeach buys the field, so the Sheba comes along with it, the Sheba that the Malva has, except that as long as it's B'nei Chirin, that the Lekeach, with the Taina of Hinachal Hamachal Lagabais, can block 
collection. He can block them off of him collecting from him because he's, he can say to him, look, I left you fields to go collect from. In which case, if the B'nei Charen are Shadav, since there, was always, there is still a Shibud when he buys the, when he buys the field, it's just that he also has his close to block anybody from collecting it. So that's the other side of the Shaila that, to say that even if it's Ishtadaf, um, that the Malva would be able to collect. So let's see, Tashima. This is the Shaila. Tashima. Kasav Larishan, Veloy Chasmalai. So let's say the husband sells a field to the first buyer. Veloy Chasmalai, she refuses to sign off on it. Lishani. She sells it to, the, the husband sells a, another field to a second buyer. The Chasmalai, and she signs off on that one. Ibdak Subasa Divrameir. A mayor holds that she loses the ability to collect a ksuba. Now, the if you want to say that in a situation where the b'nechorim were ishtadev, that she can still get from the mishabadim, so we understand why she loses her ability to collect a ksuba from the second one, because she signed off on it. However, she should be able to go back to the first one. Now, even though the first one can kind of, what do you mean? I left you a place to collect your ksuba from. When I bought land from the Baal, there was still land there. So you can't come back to me. So if you hold that so too over here, she messed up her ability to collect your ksuba from the second one. And therefore, she could go back to the first one. So it's like the field got messed up, meaning what the first guy left over the land that was subsequently sold to so the second guy got messed up. That was the B'nei Chayri in regards to the first guy. And why is she losing a ksuba in Gansas? What does it mean when we say she loses a ksuba? But really, she could go back to the first one. If you hold Ishtad of B'nei Chayri, then you can retire from me, Mishubavit. Amar Rav, Ashtay Tshuvas B'davar. There are two issues of Nachmar Yitzchak. Chada di Ibda Legami Masha. It's Masha that she doesn't get a ksuba. She can't come from the second guy, but it's Masha that she doesn't get a ksuba at all. Vo'itanya. I, we have in a price that says, love him and after somebody borrows money from a guy, from a malda, umachar nechasav l'shnaim, and then he sells his fields. Let's say he borrows $100 and sells both his only field or both his fields, he sells it to two. He splits it and sells it to two. Vekasav balchay l'lekeh sheni, and the balchay writes to the second l'lekeh, did bedarim ain li imach, ain loy al-lekeh rishan klum. So we see he can't go back to Lakhrishan. And the Rashi learns this all as one kasha. And therefore we see that when when somebody purposely says that Dimidvarm Ainliyalecha, like our case over here, where the woman signed off on the second sale, okay, so what that means is we you can't say there's no way to come back and say and, and collect from the first person. You you were masid your position by signing off on it. So it's over here, the lady signed off on it, and therefore, that's why there's no way, even if you hold that ishtadef b'nei chayri, there's no way that you can learn from this case of this woman because she signed off on the second sale. She, even if she can't go back to the first at all, like Rav is saying, Rav doesn't agree to her not my yitzhak, she can't go back to the first at all, period, end of story, done. Okay, but, she did it to herself. And therefore, you can't call from the first one. I'm going to read the Ravashi. What's your, what's your shayla of, in a situation where we said, where there was b'nei chayri, we said you can't connect from Mishabadim, and we had a shayla. What's the shayla? We see the taka, we do go back 
to the if Ishgadi bin Echayri, we do go back and collect from the Mishabadim. Why? Dahugavad the Mishkan Lepardisa Lechavre. This is what's called Mashkanta Desura. So a guy uh, borrowed money and he gave his pardes back to the Malva Leesser Sharm. Instead of paying him back money, he said, Look, I'll tell you what, I have a nice orchard. You can use it for 10 years, enjoy the fruits, and that'll be my payment of the loan. It kosh, and it gets ruined, l'cham yishonim, after five years, v'asla kamei d'rabbanon, and he came to the rabbanon, v'kas fulei tirfa, and they gave him a shtar tirfa, meaning we see that even though when the guy went in and bought the field, he left an orchard for the malven to collect money from, which was subsequently, like we said, mashkanta desura, which the malva was able to and began to get paid back from, and yet, we wrote a Shtar Tirfa, even though the Lekeah can go to the Malva, can go to Malva and say, we see that if something happens to the field subsequently, we will write a Shtar Tirfa. We'll, we'll go ahead and allow him to go collect. So the Gemara says, no, 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 this is different as well. Over here, the, the buyer also caused himself a loss. Why? Because when he left an orchard and he knew that there was a malva there, he knew that an orchard is Okay? He knows that he knows that an orchard he knows there's a malva, he knows there's an orchard that's being used to pay his back, but he knows that orchard or orchard orchards are a little finicky and it can go bad. And therefore, at any point at any point, uh, he should not have bought the field based on that. Okay, and therefore it's like a maxedanache, it's like issuing a waiver because he should not have felt good about the fact that the model will actually get paid back from this orchard. Okay, and in a situation where this talk of the Gemara Paskins, if the Bnechairim, something happens, it gets ruined, then you will be metarif from the Mishabadim. Amar Abaya, new case. Let's say a man gives a woman, and says, these nechassim are yours, and after you die, I want them to go to so and so. Now she gets married. The baal is a lekeach. The ein lachrayich umakom baal klum. Okay, and like we're going to say that this is kiman kiaitana de tanya. It's like the following tanya, meaning that the fact that even though I gave instructions to this woman that when it goes to, that it, when it goes to you and when you die, it should pass on to somebody else after that. That if there's a baal, if she gets married. Then that Baal interrupts it, he could take it, and we don't have to fulfill the Acharayach part of it. Kiman, who's this going like? Kiaitana, it's like the following time, the Tanya. Nechsei lech, the Chasem go to you, the Acharayach leploini, Yorad Abishon Umachar, if the first person sells it, Asheni Meritzim Yanal, Kuchais Divri Rabbi, Rabbi holds that no, you have to fulfill the Acharayach, Hushim Megamil, Aimer, Aimer, Sheni, Elamash Shir, Rishain, okay, and therefore a Lakeach can interrupt it. So a Baal functions as a Lakeach. Okay, so we see again, like we said, a Baal functions as a Lakeach, that's Hushim Megamil, Shita, and therefore, even though the man instructed it goes to you and then Acharayach to so and so, that the Baal, her getting married, functions as a Lakeach, and we're going to choose the Shushim Megamil, then a Lakeach. Interrupts it, you don't have to fulfill the acharayach. Me, I'm Rabbi Yehachi. Did Rabbi say that you can that if he gets married, then it gets taken away? She would have to fulfill the acharayach. I'm Rabbi Yehizu. Rasha Aram. Who's a Rasha Aram? Zemasi eats a limkar and a chasim. Kurushim gomliel. That's somebody who says it's like like Kurushim gomliel. That someone was given something that after they die should pass to someone else, and they go ahead and sell it. That's a bad guy. It's a Rasha Aram. So the Lord says, so how can Abayah say that? How can we say that Abayah's din that he brought down here is going on she just Rosh Hashim that when the woman was given something in Acharayah, she go to somebody else, that when she gets married to the husband, it should interrupt it. So the Lord says, me come to I'll say, it didn't say that as an Eitzah she should. Of course she shouldn't get married, but if she does, then that's what we pass. And this is Kamar. 
Okay, next halach. Nixi lech, A man gives a woman chasim and says they should go to somebody else. Umachra, and then she sells it. Umesa, and then she dies. So she sells it, then she dies. So over here, the Baal can take it away from the Lukuches. She sold it, then she died. The Baal can take it away. And the person who was supposed to get it afterwards can take it away from the Baal. And the can take it away from the Baal. Okay, so it's very interesting. Okay, what's what's going on over here? So now, first of all, so first of all, let's just understand in our Mishnah. Why does it end if they each have the ability to take it away? So why does it end? Why does it end with the lekech? It should be chazeres chalila. Then the just like the baal was meitim and kulchais, and then it went bachrech may be at baal v'lekech miyad acharayech. Right. So it went. It went from lekulchais to the baal. Baal was able to take it away, and then the acharayech took it away from the baal, and then lekulchais take it away from the acharayech. So why over here shouldn't the baal be able to go ahead again and take it away from? <coughs> like in our Mishnah, we said that the second lady could take from the Lukuches, and the first lady could take from the second lady, and then the Lukuches, and it just continues going around, it's in this circular loop. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says this is a difference. The deer, they all have a loss, meaning the woman is owed her Ksuba too, and Lukuches paid money, and he's going to be out the money. The woman's going to be out the money because she's not going to get her Ksuba. So therefore, since they all are encountering a loss, we can't pass the they each can come and say, look, I'm entitled to something, so therefore we'll pass it around. However, over here, who is the only one that lost out over here? Right, the woman was given the land for free, and then her husband got it for free, and then right, the Achrayach, was, it was being given to for free. Lekech paid the money to the woman, so he's the one out the money, so that's the one he ends up with. To which the Gemara says, How can Abayah say this? What do you mean? We just had another member of Abayah that we said before. What do you mean? She gets married, then the, the lekev gets nothing. Okay? Meaning that, sorry, then it doesn't go to the achrayach. It will interrupt it. So we see that a baal functions as a lekev. So, so too over here, once she got married, once she, um, so too over here, she, she got married, so then why do we say a baal What's going on over here? So you have to understand the fundamental difference in the two cases. In the first case, it was given to her as a penuya. I know it's really like we said, Abaya holds like she's a shushu That if there's a lekeach, when someone's given something in Achrayach Laplani and there's a lekeach, that'll end it. You don't have to fulfill the Achrayach. That's if it was given to her as a penuya. So it was given to her, it was really given to her, she owned it. Therefore, when she gets married, the husband functions as a lekeach and will interrupt the Achrayach. However, hacha da'amar lekeach nesua. Over here, she was given something as a nesua. When you say Acharayach, you give something to a Nesua, and she's already married. So when you say Acharayach, what you're basically saying is, I specifically don't want it to go to the husband. Acharayach like me, Bala like me. Okay, so now let's put this together. That the Baal should not get it at all. So what's going on over here? So the woman got it on condition, because it was an Acharayach, that her husband's not going to get it. Now, in the meantime, the husband has a skos because he's married to her. He's a skos Paris. So... Yeah, he doesn't get the goof of the land, but he definitely has a schuss to it, so he has uh, some sort of ability. So the land is given to her. Then she sold it, because she retains, it was given to her, she retains, let's call it, the goof of the karka. Okay, so she sold that. Now that, now you have a lekech. So now what happens? The baal takes it away from the lekech, because what do you mean? She was my wife, she can't sell land that I have rights to. 
Shkinsel, and I have the rights to Paris. So the Baal takes it away, but then the Acharayah could take it away from the Baal. Here, why? Because it was given to her as an Asua on condition. When we give something to an Asua, it's given to her on condition when, if you're going to do it in Acharayah, that her husband doesn't get the guff of it. So therefore, yeah, the husband had the ability to take it away, but the Acharayah could take it away from the husband. Now, Lekech can come and take it and say, what do you mean? She sold it to me. So basically, now the husband's out of the picture. And then what we have is a normal Lekech situation. So the Lekech can now take it from the Acharayah. We're using the Acharayah to take it away from the Baal, then Lekech can take it away, because just like any situation we said, in Shita Shrishim and Gabriel, that's what Abayah holds, that a Lekech, um, when you have an Acharayah situation, the Lekech can interrupt the Acharayah, can cause the Acharayah not to have to get fulfilled. Okay, and that is how we explain it. Now the mission just ended, just to finish up quickly, the Chaim Ba'chayv, Tana, the Chaim Ba'chayv, Okay, then if you have a Balchayim and Tulukukha. So what's the case? Rashi speaks this out. That you had Ruvain lent money to Shimon, and Shimon had two fields, and Shimon then sold the fields to two different people. One, so let's say Ruvain lent him $100, and he sold fields for 50 to Lekech number one, and fields 50 to Lekech number two, and the Balchayim writes to the second Lekech, So then what happens? The Balchayim can take from the first one, and the First one can take from, now take it from the second one, because Lekech Rishon was in the first position, but he couldn't collect from the second one. Now over here, again, and Rashi points this out, that you can't say Iu da Asinashe, because there's no Hinachil Hamakam Lagables. Over here, just like the woman, just like uh, the, wom- the woman Rishon had, even though there were two women, the woman Rishon was in first position, so too over here, the Malve has the ability to collect actually both of these fields. So now it's just a question of mechanism. So he can't collect it from the second one, so he goes to the first one. The first one then goes, goes ahead and takes it from the second one. The second one now takes it from the Malve, and it's Chayzer and Chalila until they make a Pshar. And same thing, okay, if you had a woman who had Balas meaning that she had a Ksuba on her husband, and he sold two fields, and to the second one, she said, So again, it would be the same thing. She can go collect from the first one, because she had a blanket Sheba, and the first one takes it from the second one, and then it's Chazor Khalila, and, um, and, and, um, <coughs> the second one can now come back on, now can come back on the woman, and it's Chazor Khalila until they make a Pshara. Hajjan Allah Misha Yanasi, Hajjan Allah Misha Yanasi, Hajjan Allah Misha